1: All right. Welcome back. Sam Wakefield here. Close It Now Sales Training, uh, your source for everything HVAC, solar, and all the trades. Uh, we're working with plumbing. We're working with electrical. We're working with whoever you are. I even have a listener that does California Closets that uh, says they get a lot of great valuable insight and information and uh, today we've got a really special guest i'm really excited to introduce our our person today he is a uh, featured coming up uh, just announced in the achr news as in the top 40 under 40 list so that's a, a huge acc- acc- acclaim to that uh, big kudos and uh, this is eric thomas he is the founder and ceo of rival digital so thank you for joining us on the podcast today sir
2: yeah thank you sam so much for having me on the show today i'm super excited to dig in
1: absolutely man we we'll appreciate it well give our listeners a little bit of a uh, a highlight reel a uh, little little bit longer than we uh, than we just chatted about uh, how'd you get into this game man you're the, the trades are a very specific niche as we all know and uh you know, if from a marketing standpoint, what's the expression? The riches are in the niches. So um, tell us a little bit about how you landed here and, uh, you know, kind of kind of what you got and, you know, why you started your business and uh, give us a little bit of a mission statement, if you would.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I got my start in the trades, um, you know, if we're you know for, if we're speaking technically here, I I did a summer job as a uh an apprentice for a commercial heating and air company back in 2013 and 2014, um, but that was really just kind of a fortified parts runner slash warehouse helper job that I had over the summer between you know, semesters at college. Um, but you know after college, you know I got a degree in marketing. I spent a little bit of time actually right, I mean days after I graduated working for a company called Humana which is in Louisville, Kentucky. I was working at their headquarters doing digital design and website development. Mm-hmm. For them. Uh, and then, you know, I always I always joke around that like 95% of the people that work in the trades, that like they just kind of stumbled into it. It's like we're almost mm-hmm. like the, the island of misfit toys that just like <laughs> randomly stumbled into this industry. Um, and so, you know, right after my wife and I got married, um, she's a dental hygienist and there was an opportunity for us to move to Virginia Beach Virginia because uh, they were opening up a, an Aspen dental just a dental office franchise mm-hmm. that she was working for at the time and they were like hey we're opening this office good opportunity to move and I was like yeah you know let's let's go out there and um let's let's make it happen so this is before the whole remote work thing and um, mm-hmm. you know, I sure. told the folks at Humana I told the folks at Humana I was like hey I'm moving back to Virginia um you know I would love to keep this job if possible and they're like no we don't do remote work. So you're going to, <laughs> um, you know, figure something else out. And I will say, um, you know, I love my, my experience there for nine months when I was working there, but they were super cool to like give me like a six week period to find a new job when I got home. Oh, nice. Canada. And, um, so anyways, yeah. Uh, you know, I was kind of working from home a little bit, you know, just looking for jobs, stuff like that. And uh, I came across a listing on indeed for a company called mosquito Joe, which is a uh, a pest control franchise that does primarily outdoor pest control treatments, mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas, stuff like yeah, that. And yeah. So I, you know, I applied. It was a digital marketing job at their corporate office in Virginia Beach. And, um, you know, I applied for it. I was like, you know what? This could be cool. It's digital marketing. It's what I like. Um, let's just give it a shot and apply. Um, well, so I got that job, which was cool. Um, and then a couple of weeks after I started there, they got acquired by a company called the Dwyer Group, uh, which is a, Home services franchisor, uh, and then they later you know, rebranded to become Neighborly. Um, so Neighborly owns, mm-hmm. I think it's like the 38 different brands now. And they're they're worldwide. So they am talking, of course, Mosquito Joe, Mister um, Mr. Rooter, Mister Electric, um, gotcha, Mister Appliance, Mister Handyman, um, all kinds of grounds guys, tons of uh, home services franchising companies, and so sure. suddenly, you know, our team went from doing digital marketing and stuff for just mosquito Joe to essentially all of the neighborly brands. Um, so I did that for a little while. Um, I think about two and a half years I spent there hopefully give or take a few months, but then, um, COVID happened. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, you know, I kind of want to, now's a better time than ever to sprout my wings and see what I can do. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's kind of when, you know, that's when you had your entrepreneurial seizure. (laughs) Yep. I had my seizure and, um, you know, we, we rival digital came about in the span of about a week. And sure enough, our first client that we had landed and secured to get started. The company was a local heating and air conditioning company. Okay. I was like, well, this is, this is right up my alley. You know, I, I know HVAC and plumbing. I know home services in general, and this is, this could be. cool so that's what we ran with and we just kind of stuck with it um you know ever ever since that day and just kept doing you know digital marketing and website design and development for HVAC, plumbing and electrical contractors um and so yeah that's kind of you know we started the podcast in november of 2020 interviewing contractors and industry leaders you know similar to this just kind of getting some insight and stuff like that um and I just, you know, I just kind of got hooked on this industry and, you know, everything that is, that comes with it. So mm-hmm. you know, really to, to sum it up, you know, you just said kind of like a mission statement, um, so to speak, our goal is pretty simple. Um, we want to provide world-class digital marketing to our clients so that they can generate more revenue, employ more people and serve more customers. And that's really um, just kind of the, the genesis of, of what we do day in and day out here. So you know, we're providing lead generation, building websites, doing funnels, stuff like that so that they can get more phone calls. when they get right. more phone calls, they can obviously run more jobs, close more deals. Um, when they close the deals, they need to hire more people to do the work. so on and so forth. <laughs> right. at the end of the day, you know at the end of the day the, the contractor wins, the homeowner wins and um, that's essentially the the genesis of, of what we do. Uh, here and, and what we strive to achieve for our clients.
1: Oh, I love it, Eric. That is uh, such a cool story too. Uh, and you're right. I'm the yeah. same uh, poster child for stumbling into the industry myself, you know, 17 years ago. Now I looked back and blinked and, and here we are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like I moved to this little, my wife got married. My wife lived in a different town, moved there. And uh, I was like, well, you have a career. I can get a job anywhere. <laughs> and so I quit my job Absolutely. moved to where the, where she was and sure enough like she was looking at the this is of course aging myself looking in the newspaper in the classifieds and uh you know circled hey look this air conditioning company is hiring and this is texas so it gets hot so they probably are going to be you know need so they're going to be hiring a lot <laughs> and yeah you know and then for you know eight dollars an hour i was climbing through attics and sweating my balls off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how awesome. it goes. <laughs> so I 100%, 100% can agree, uh, understand where your origins of that. Um, so tell us a little bit about how, of course, we talked about your demographic. Um, your, your demographic starts at, your were saying, uh, so all, all of you listeners, uh, and so come some context for, context for you, Eric, you know, we're in, you know, as you know, podcast goes around the world, you know, we're 25 countries. And basically, if anywhere that gets hot, and they speak English, there's they're listening to this podcast. Oh <laughs> and nice. so, um so talk to the, uh, you know, give people a feel for like, what your focus is, where's your threshold start, who would be a good candidate to potentially, you know, work with you guys. And, uh, you know, what can, what can you offer them? What makes you what makes rival digital different than Every other, if I mean, as a business owner, I get ten messages a day. Yeah. Hey, could your business use more leads? Right? What makes your yeah. what makes Rival Digital different than that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I love the the emails that come through for uh, for digital marketing services. Like, I, I run a digital marketing agency, and I get them, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I you know, I googled uh toilet, and your plumbing company didn't show up." <laughs> Of course it didn't. Um <laughs> but whatever. Um yeah, so you know, kind of our our ideal uh client, you know, we're 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 not for everyone. I think that there are agencies out there for there there's an agency out there for every It's just a matter of finding the right fit. So mm-hmm. you know, sure. First and foremost, if you're listening to this, I want you to know that like just because you might not be a fit for this company, maybe you're the perfect fit for this other company over here and they're going to just, you know rock your world and crush it for you. Um, so, you know, mm-hmm. when you're looking for an agency, make sure you do, I know as contractors, you guys hate when the customers get three to four quotes on a on a, on a a bid or, or a replacement. But when it comes to agencies, really do, you know, sh- not shop around, but do, you know, speak to three or four and see mm-hmm. who you drive with the best and make sure that it's the best fit for you. Because it is an investment, it is a commitment. And make mm-hmm. sure you make the right decision. Um, but, for, you know, for us, our ideal client is you know is doing at least two and a half million in revenue um, annually you know, we'll, we'll make exceptions you know based on you know different criteria but we've just found sure. that the ones that are at a, at least that 2.5 million mark are generally they have the processes and the systems and the team in place to be able to kind of run our playbook and you know see some decent results um you know the, the ideal customer has actually believe it or not been branded, by a professional branding agency such as kick charge. I know you mentioned that he's coming up on the show soon. Um, I'm a huge Dan and fan. He was actually just on my podcast a few weeks ago. And so I nice. found that, you know, the, 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 the clients that have invested in branding that have invested in building a team and have processes in place, those tend to be, the, just the most successful clients, you know, for us. And I'm not saying that wouldn't be the same for someone else, but just for us, because sure. um, this this generally a good indicator that you know they've invested in the right things. They're willing to mm-hmm. try things out, and they're willing to, um, you know, to to test different tactics and ideas, mm-hmm. you know, without it being, um, just you know a make it or break it thing for their business. Because so many. Sure so many companies out there will sign up for you know a marketing service hoping that this is going to be like this is what's going to take me to the top this is going to my golden ticket to becoming rich this is my <laughs> golden ticket to early retirement that's silver know, bullet those, like no you matter, said right what, no matter what agency you hire or what it is that's just simply never going to be the reality like you might Hire a marketing company, and yeah, they probably have a you know some decent tactics and tricks up their sleeves to get you a few extra calls here and there. They probably have a good process in place to get you found on the internet, um, but it can't be the only thing. And so, that is you know that's that's a huge thing for us. It's like when we're when we're meeting with a contractor to get started, it's like yes, we're going to build you a nice website. We're going to make sure it's converting. We're going to run ads for you. And do all all those great things. Um, but it can't be the only thing. So, like, what are you mm-hmm. doing for your CSR training? What do you got in place for your sales process? Do you have comfort advisors? Do you have selling technicians? How are you flipping repair leads? How are you, are you signing up maintenance customers? Do you actually have a maintenance plan or a comfort club? There's got to be things in place because if you're just chasing the dragon every single day for mm-hmm. install leads on Google, well, then you're going to just constantly be dependent on those lead sources. And we we see it all the time with like. Sure, you know, Home Advisor and Angie's List. People, are the, on the you, you mean the, the blackmail
1: marketing companies?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the people are just on there chasing the dragon. You know, give me more leads, give me more leads, give me more leads. I just want installs. Um, but if you stop paying those companies, then you run out of lead sources. So you've got to right. be like, got to make sure that like they're branded, they have systems and processes in place, they have mm-hmm. a departmental structure of some sort, they've got a plan to you know, pull a lever if it's slow. Um, They've got to have, you know, maintenance plans in place and and maintenance agreements in place. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, our ideal customer is is kind of along those lines. They're just, they're hungry to grow. And where we come in as their marketing partner is really just to kind of help add fuel to the fire. You know, our ideal customer has already kind of got some of that other stuff flushed out. Mm -hmm. And we're here to just kind of help generate additional phone calls.
1: Yeah, throw gasoline right on it. I love it, man. And that's beautiful. I I see the same thing. You know, that's why I I talk to a lot of different um, marketing companies and lead generation companies and have partnerships with several because, I mean, so what if you get a whole bunch of extra leads if you can't close them? You know, it's like, let's let's teach you guys how to uh, actually, you know, sell the job and sell the lead when it comes in. And, uh, you know, I want to circle back to something that I heard you say here a minute ago that was, um, I think it's really crucial, especially for, you know, maybe that company that's not quite at two and a half million, or maybe they're crossing that threshold. They're just getting the things in place. They're wanting to do it right. As uh, you know, when it comes to picking the digital company, you know, what are some of the things to look for and some of the things to watch out for? um that you know it's kind of a litmus test for if they're the right fit for uh, you know for someone or not
2: yeah so you know the, i think the, the most important thing is just making sure that you have ownership of the digital assets that you can own um you know for, because if you ever need to switch you don't want to have to start over again and so like making sure you own your domain name, making sure you own your Google business profile, making sure that you own the Google ads account. And so that's like, if if, if I'm teaching contractors, one question to ask right off the bat to their agency is who owns what? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there, there is, you know, there is background, you know, IP that the agency probably owns like software licenses and stuff like that. But sure. like if you're, if, if the agency is the one purchasing your domain name and, like, and you're getting started with digital and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll, you know, we'll purchase your domain name. We'll set up your Google business profile. Like that's a huge red flag. So it's making sure you understand who owns what, um, you know, when you're, when you're vetting those agencies, because, you know, at some point you might outgrow that agency. You know, it might be, we, we see this all the time too with, you know, people that are starting up and, you know, they're, you know, maybe under a million is, um, my uh my office manager's nephew is a web designer <laughs> and he lives here in town or you know the 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 guy that works in the warehouse knows how to build websites yeah and so you kind of the add, teenage like, sons now are just... social media director yeah and so and, and you know and, and that's and that's cool like you know that's what you can do at the time like it it can get you from here to there but at some point you're gonna need to look, take a look back and be like all right we're kind of bottlenecked here at about, you know, 800,000 a year, you know, what are some different, what was that next like mountaintop that we can climb up to? And it might be at that point of hiring, you know, a more aggressive uh, digital marketing agency or a more aggressive direct mail strategy or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to want to make sure that like when you go to make that switch one day that like you own your stuff, because (laughs) the last thing that you want to happen is be like, yeah, we have to buy a new domain name because no one knows who owns our other domain name. And so now you're actually mm-hmm. starting over from an SEO perspective. So yeah, just making sure when you're talking to agencies, like, you know, who owns what, and in particular, you want to be the one that, um, um, ideally all of it, uh, mm-hmm. if you can, um, but just making sure that you own, you know, the, the foundational pieces like your Google business profile, your, your being places, if anyone actually uses that, um, <laughs> domain name stuff. Sure. Like that. Right,
1: right. So uh, let's let's camp out there for a second. As a you know, you you're the founder and CEO of a digital marketing company. When you reference something and then say, if anybody uses that, tell us a little more about that comment.
0: Uh, I mean,
2: it was it was kind of just a jab at Microsoft. Um, I mean, Bing is. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, there's actually Bing is really not that bad. Um, but we you know we we know like people don't ever say. When they ask a question, they don't ever say "I don't know." Bing it. <laughs> They'll say "I don't know." Google it. Like it's right. Google. You know, still largely owns that market share for you know, for search engines. Um, sure, but there there is there is definitely a place for Bing, depending on the demographic you're going after. Like if you're
0: mm-hmm.
2: if your target demographic is a little bit older, then Bing might actually be the play for you because. It's just proven that Microsoft has a higher usership with you know with the older demographic and their default search engine is Bing. So maybe Bing is the right thing for you. Um, <laughs> sure, so I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm just a big I'm a big fan of of, of Googling it. So uh, of course, still Bing proves me wrong. I'll continue to make fun of them.
1: Well, and you know it's funny that you mentioned that I I I, I kind of knew what you were going to say, uh, but that proves the point that. Branding is so crucial. I mean, Google has done the best job of branding. So they've basically taken over just like, you know, there's a thousand companies that make, you know, facial tissue. But what do we say? We say, grab me a Kleenex. They have branded it.
2: Grab me, you know, a rotary saw.
1: It's grab me a skill saw,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So like like ChapStick even, like it's Mm -hmm. a crescent wrench, like, yeah, you know, like crescent is like the <laughs> brand, but now any wrench that is a crescent wrench is called a, you know, you call it a crescent wrench. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, sure, kind of even the other stuff. brands are named the C wrench for that size, just <laughs> because that's the only way to reference it. <laughs>
2: yeah. So yeah, no, you're spot on with that.
1: So that that really actually kind of takes us to another good question, which once a company has done a good job say they worked with you know with kick charge or worked with another good branding company and, and in fact that it makes me think of the uh I, I can i'm connected with a solar company called apricot and the owner of that company um, dave Bengal. i've heard him say over and over for years branding beats sell seven days out of seven and it a lot of times proves true it doesn't discredit the rest of the components which I this is a good segue into that we we're going to talk about but you know once a company has some good branding you know how what can you do for them to help them basically i like to say dominate their market um, with so where everyone looks hey that's the brand that i see you know walk walk us through a, without giving you know giving away the farm walk us through a little game plan so somebody that's not working with you what can they do to get there and to you know kind of get to that point and then someone is you know what can you do to like really when you're talking about pour gasoline on that fire what what are we doing there
2: yeah yeah and so you know i think it's a, it's a, it's important uh, for you know the listeners to to also keep in mind that like when it comes to planning your marketing mix you know one thing can't be the only thing and so like we we've seen this happen Tremendously over the honestly over the past ten years or so, as social media marketing kind of became bigger and internet marketing kind of took off, we saw a lot of people over shift and over rotate into digital uh, and mm-hmm. kind of leave behind the the foundation and just kind of the basics of of marketing and advertising, which is you it, it all starts with your brand, and so I, I think we're kind of seeing that shift back a little bit now uh, with you know when it comes to branding. Uh, with your, you know, within your marketing mix, and so, yeah, I think like, you know, branding's got to be the cornerstone. Your brand needs to be the cornerstone of your entire market. But then from there, um, you know, you've got to be doing, honestly, you got to you got to be doing all the little things right. You know, on top of you know some of your higher expense type of of marketing efforts like digital marketing. Um, so you got to be doing. I'll back up because, you know, they say we used to always say this at Mosquito Joe that, you know, it takes seven touch points for someone to remember. And I know mm-hmm. that that number always varies. Some people say 15, some people say 10. I generally recommend just seven um, because we've, we've just seen it over and over again that seven touch points tends to work. Sure. Um,
1: and so, one well, that, of course, is relative to how sticky your brand is. If yeah. it's memorable, it takes less. If it's not, then who knows?
2: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm sure that you know Dan will touch on this. I don't want to steal his thunder, but like if you have white van syndrome where you've just got the white van and with a magnet on the side that says like you know AAA heating and air conditioning, (laughs) it's gonna
1: take you 35. Because it would come first in the phone book. Oh, I forgot that there's no phone books anymore.
2: Yeah, and so like you know, you're gonna you're going to need 30 touch points and at that point you're just hoping that people remember you know your personal brand but so i like to say seven touch points and, and but you got to be doing the little things right and a lot of people think that that seven touch points all has to happen on traditional and digital like it does not have to be radio tv billboard digital you can get those seven touch points with yard signs with door hangers with um banners in left center field of the little league baseball t- field yeah. uh you know <laughs> There's there's so many low cost no cost options out there where you can get your logo just smack dab right in front of everyone, um, mm-hmm. you know, and and then to also be able to complement that with your radio campaigns that's more of a mass media approach. You're going to be paying a lot of money, but you're going to reach a higher audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same with you know billboards, a little bit more expensive than the left you know the left field banner, maybe a little bit more expensive than the yard signs, but you have a higher volume sure for that. And so, um, you know, where we, where we fit into the mix, you know, it's really, like I says, it's mostly digital, um, lead generation and, and branded campaigns. Um, but we find time and time again um, that the ones that are branded well, and the ones that are doing all these things right into their mix, they've got the radio TV billboards, they're doing all the little stuff, right. Their marketing spend goes down, significantly in digital because they're no longer having to, you know, get into an absolute street brawl over AC repair near me. Sure. You go on Google and you type in AC repair near me, that customer has no clue who they're going to land on. Right. But if they can get on there now and say, uh, Sam's HVAC, Mm -hmm. they've already made up their mind who they're calling. They just need help. You know, they just need to get through the toll booth of Google. Mm-hmm. To they're just looking for the phone number in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. And so like, that's where, you know, we see if you've got the brand in place and you've got the full mix, it's a nice, healthy marketing mix. We see people's marketing spend goes down significantly because they're no longer having to fight. for these AC I love companies. it, man. Start getting yeah. search. Oh, that's good. That's so, so,
1: so good. Um, so I, I want to segue a little bit into the reason, so everybody listening, that and this is a shameless plug for this event coming up. The reason that Eric is on this podcast right now is he is another, uh, another speaker in the series uh, that are going to be at Profit Rocket Growth Summit 2023 coming up in Austin, Texas in September, 27, 28, 29. I myself will also be a speaker on one of the sales panels there. So, uh, but Eric is one of the keynotes and I'm super excited to hear, hear you talk at there. And what, what is your topic going to be? Do you have any idea what you're uh, hammered out yet?
2: Yeah. So, um, so my, my session is actually going to be a live podcast recording, um, so I'll be doing a live podcast recording on stage with Victor, um, with uh, Lawrence Castillo from Brody Pinnell Heating and Air Conditioning, and with with a few others. I'm not entirely certain who the full panel will be. Um, sure. So, and, and to be honest, I'm not I'm not even entirely certain what the topic is going to be yet. Um, <laughs> I figured if if it's anything like most of my podcasts, I'll probably just start spitting off some questions and then one of, because we'll all be, you know, ADHD entrepreneurs on stage. I <laughs> you get it.
1: that many, uh, <laughs> like hard driving alpha males on stage at once. Somebody's got something to talk about, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. You got, <laughs> when you got Five, five alphas with ADHD. Someone's going to just take a complete left turn and we're going to follow it down the rabbit hole. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not certain where that'll go yet, but that'll be pretty cool because it'll be, you know, an opportunity to speak with a few folks that are, have mastered and have dedicated their lives and their whole careers to, you know, mastering the sales process of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of of heating and air conditioning and and running successful heating and air conditioning businesses. So that, I think that'll be. Sure. I
1: love it, man. So fill us in. What is the, uh, tell all the listeners. Uh, So the listeners of my podcast are very, very focused on personal growth, focused on leveling up. That's one thing we talk about a lot is, work to become someone worth buying from. And as you do that and you increase your own personal growth, then, you know, life can starts to happen for you and not uh, because you you just because you become that better person. So what is your podcast name and how do they get connected to that? Because uh, obviously you have a a really great following and a lot of good content. I'd love to share everyone's, uh, everyone's info.
2: Yes. So, um, my podcast is called Smart HVAC Marketing. Um, you can, If you just Google Smart HVAC Marketing, or even if you just Google it, like HVAC Marketing Podcast, notice I said Google. <laughs> you Google yeah. If you Google Smart right. HVAC Marketing. If you uh, search it, it, it you know, or Google blog. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it'll be, that, that's anywhere. Uh, you can also go to HVACpodcast.com and there's, there's two options there. Uh, one of them is to listen to our podcast. The other one is... Um, if you need help starting a podcast, it's a it's a service that we also offer um as well for, for contractors. So HVACpodcast.com is a good way to get kind of plugged in as well.
1: Oh, very cool. Love that. Yeah. I actually instantly thought of someone who was just telling me wanting to start a podcast, I'll send him your way. Um yeah, so nice. yeah, good stuff. So very cool, very cool, man. I love it. And uh man, this is this is such a good conversation. Um you know, when we're talking about the marketing. So do you guys handle, does Rival Digital handle non-digital? I mean, what do you do, like a full suite if somebody says, hey, let's include some billboards and that kind of stuff into the mix? Or, uh, you know, how, how spread does it get with you guys?
2: Yeah, we, 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 we tend to just stick with digital now. Um, okay. I've tried... I've tried billboards and, and TV and, and radio before. I just think that that requires a completely different skill set when it comes to like media buying and negotiating mm-hmm. uh, with you know with radio stations. So we don't you know I think actually if you're I don't I don't know if you know if you have any radio or, or ad partners as well, but we we work a lot with a company called The Wizard of Ads who do radio mm-hmm. advertising and they're they're pretty solid with, with all that good stuff. Um, but you know we just kind of stick with uh, with the digital side. But you know we track everything super super down to a T. And, sure. Um, just be- because you know, like like I mentioned, like we are here to help put fuel on the fire, and sometimes we'll we'll, we'll pour some fuel on the fire, and you'll see the flame go up real quick. But there wasn't any good you know, dry firewood to that to kind of help keep the fire going. Uh, and so that's where we can kind of dig in and look and be like, Hey, you know, your comfort advisors and your salespeople, they have an amazing closing rate. The only problem is your CSRs are booking only two out of every 10 calls. So (laughs) like that's where we can see and be like, Hey, look, you've got a, you've got a 65% closing rate. Um, but you're only booking 25% of your calls. So if we increase that but that booking rate, you know, and that's not something we help with, but we can help identify it and be, sure. like, you know, we're, you know, this camp, this campaign's generating the best type of install leads, the best type of replacement leads. Um, you just need, you know, maybe get a little coaching with your CSRs to book more calls so that your salespeople can run more leads, and everyone will win. So that's nice. kind of where we we draw the line is is really with the tracking side,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, after the lead generation. But I. Yeah, traditional advertising is just kind of way out of our ballpark.
1: No, that's all right. So, and and you're right, metrics are so important. If you don't measure it, you can't manage it, right? So when you're looking at numbers, and especially, uh, so actually, let's do this as a two-part answer. Um, A company that's smaller than, say, your 2.5 million, the smaller guys that are start, they want to get to a place where, you know, they've got things in place to be able to use a company like yours. And then also a company that has already got those things in place because I know this answer is maybe a little different. Um, what are the some of the most important metrics to look for along the way, and you know what's some of the best ways to track them?
2: Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I think I don't know who said this originally, but it's always got to be math before marketing. So, you know, if if someone if someone comes to us and says they want to work with us, the like and we hop on a call, like I'm, I'm asking them immediately, what's your average ticket? What's your closing rate? What's your booking rate? What's your, um, you know, what's the average value of a lifetime, the average lifetime value of a customer? Um, like I need to know that stuff. Um, and so I think that those, in my opinion, those four are my kind of my favorite. Now, obviously net profit is important because, you know, profit is sanity. Um, however, I know that I'm not going to be able to have any control over a company's profitability.
1: That's Um, much, much more lagging metric than what you're focused on.
2: Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think like if you are trying to just get a grip on your business and kind of be able to understand where you can shed some fat, where you can afford to invest more is understanding those things. Like what's, what's your call booking rate? What's your uh, closing rate on a, know on a job even if it's a repair uh you know so i've Mm -hmm. seen some people fumble the bag and not be able to sell a repair um yeah so yeah call booking rate closing rate uh on it what's your average ticket um, for service and install and then also your blended average ticket and then also um you know lifetime value customer um there's obviously the 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 booking rate and the closing rate are are kind of the easier ones to land on because you just just say, all right, we got a hundred calls this month, and uh, sixty-eight of them booked. There you go, sixty-eight percent booking rate. Sure. Um, and then same with you know same closing rate. Well, we ran sixty-eight calls. Gosh, I won't be able to do the math on that. We ran a hundred <laughs> calls, and we we closed thirty of them. We have a thirty percent closing rate. So those ones are a little bit easier to land on. Um, gosh, I was about to try to do math on sixty-eight. That sixty-eight. Um, Hang on, uh,
1: let's grab the calculator for that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But you know, it's it's important to understand. Also, like, um, this is where it gets less into sales and more into like operator mode of Mm -hmm. like your overhead. Because something that a lot of marketing companies are going to tell you, and this is a great thing to like kind of sniff out the kind of the the amateurs from folks who may be able to help you. There's a lot of marketing companies to say, well, what's an install worth to you? And you're going to say, oh, my average sale is 12500 And let's just say they're pitching you at um, $5,000 a month in services and $10,000 a month in ad spend. So $15,000 a month in digital marketing. Well, then they would say something like, well, if... If we just get you two installs, then this will pay for itself, right? No, that's that's not the case. So, like, (laughs) understand your overhead too. So, you need to understand what the profitability on an install and repair job is, because then you can Mm -hmm. be like, no, well, I actually need ten install leads from digital to break even on this fifteen thousand dollar investment. You know, after everything's paid for, right? um, Knowing those numbers can can kind of help you avoid getting bamboozled. Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then also the lifetime value, you know, for your customers and like that, that's a very important metric for me to anyone. I've kind of turned this into like an eight part answer. I apologize. (laughs) No,
1: this is Uh, great. I love it. (laughs) Um, All excellent information. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Lifetime value is huge because I, and this is another thing like I wish I could help control this, but I can't. All I can do is offer my advice. Is to get everyone signed up on a maintenance plan or a maintenance agreement of some sort because mm-hmm. they may just need a new capacitor today, but at some point that system's going to bite the dust. At some point they're going to need a new. At some point they're going to want you know new solar. Or the batteries or... My gosh, I don't yep. know much about solar. I'm really exposing myself now. No, um, you're. you're right, but you're right. But it's, That's one of the point,
1: biggest. Uh, yep. Yeah, for years and years and years, it's been solar installed with no batteries. Ten percent attachment rate. Yeah. And so there's 90% yeah. of solar installs that need batteries here in the next 10 years.
2: Exactly. And so today it might just be an inspection, but five years from now, it could be a, a $20,000 sale. And so, you know, while it's not fun to run that call and flip out a capacitor or, you know, just do a simple inspection for a couple hundred dollars, you can get them signed on for some type of agreement or you know service plan at you know, $20, $30 a month. One, you're gonna be building up monthly recurring revenue, which will help mm-hmm. during those slower months. So you know, sure. hey, if we don't get a single on call this month, we're still gonna make seventy-three thousand dollars just sure. from our and, and then might that might just be what it takes to keep the lights on for another month. Um, so you know, signing them up for for maintenance and then understand that lifetime value because mm-hmm. you know, if 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 the average system is uh, let's just say it's a $10,000 sale for you and you're flipping out. Mrs. Jones is heating and air system once every eight years. Well, then you can know that like, all right, we got, you know, Mrs. Jones signed up for a maintenance agreement today that has provided future security for our company, because we know at mm-hmm. some point that's going to be a $10,000 sale plus the other miscellaneous parts and upgrades and service in the meantime. Um. And that's what helps companies um, stay in business during mm-hmm. economic uncertainty.
1: I love it. Yeah, it. that's also for all the owners listening. That's and, and people starting businesses. That's one of the key components when a, when you're looking at a valuation of a company to sell it is what type of recurring revenue and uh, client base. You know, what's that portfolio look like? And the predictability of that dramatically increases the, the revenue for, you know, the valuation of a company when it comes to, you know, to turning it later. So, um, yeah, yeah big, big component of it. So love it, man. I'm a huge fan of those. Uh, well, and of course, with any company, if their people are trained right, there's not a single time that, you know, someone goes to a home that they shouldn't have some sort of additional system enhancement that the homeowner buys. You know, it could be anything from a surge protector to, hey, homeowner, you know, Miss, Miss Jones, have you seen the, the newest, latest, greatest these? They're so cool. Would you like to hear how I or anything happens? Yeah. You know, smoke comes down from Canada, attacks us with smoke. And man, would you like to hear how we're protecting ourselves in our own homes to from that smoke? Has it been giving you any issues? Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Know, we can show you how to turn your home into a sanctuary. So not a single touch point that they shouldn't be something included or added.
2: Yeah. And you know, I think that so many contractors shy away from that. Cause they think like, uh, you know, it might seem predatory. It's not, it's almost, you're almost doing them a disservice if you don't mm-hmm. like you're already there. And you know, we, we call these CSS upgrades. So it's like a comfort savings or security upgrade. Um and when you're inside someone's home and I'm I'm mm-hmm. telling you nine times out of 10, if you simply ask them either one, say, Hey, while I'm here, I'm also just going to check out the panel real quick, just to, you know, just some mm-hmm. peace of mind for us and you, or you could just simply ask while I'm here, I'm, you know, a mechanically inclined technician. They know that, you know, that while I'm here, was there anything else you wanted me to look, t- take a look at today? Sure. Car dealerships do this. Um, The dental office does this. The doctor's Mm -hmm. office does this. You go into the doctor because your head hurts. They're still going to check your weight. They're still going to check your height. They're still going to check your blood pressure. You got it. Just because they want everyone to know that like everything else is is good here. And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, I have this outlet in the bathroom or something that doesn't want to seem to work. And whatever XYZ is. Mm-hmm. exactly like i it just happened to me i was at uh i called a tree company out and I called them there to 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 prune and trim up one tree mm-hmm. and the guy was like is are there any other trees you want me to look at i've already got the stump grinder here i've already got he cut down two trees and grinded like six stumps the same day before he left and it went nice. like a two hundred dollar job and I was paying him thing you know like fifteen hundred bucks to do all this stuff just yeah. because he asked so uh-huh. You know, it it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt to ask. So like, you know, I'm not a technician, so maybe don't, you know, take my word as the gospel here, but if your folks are just going in to do exactly what they were called to do and leaving without additional, you know, just look behind the hood or anything Mm -hmm. and you're doing your customers kind of a disservice.
1: You got it. You know, the classic story, and, and we've seen it happen in our industry of, like literally losing a massive amount of real estate on the wall the second that we because nobody was offering well one our industry is the slowest moving creature on the planet i honestly i preach all the time we're about 20 years behind when it comes to technology like case in point why do we have to run control wire at this time in our lives right (laughs) i mean we should have some wireless better wireless connectability but all that aside When we lost the real estate of the thermostat, when Nest took it over and then Google bought Nest because, not because they wanted a thermostat, but they wanted to make it the hub for home automation. And that was the easiest way to get into a home. And all of a sudden the HVAC industry realized, oh shit, we haven't been offering thermostats and they like, and everybody hates them. They're horrible thermostats, but you know, Hey, they're. I, thankfully, they've come a long ways in, in the last few years, but we lost that market share because we were lazy and didn't offer it. And uh, it, they were oh, they're on the truck. You didn't even tell people. People didn't even know that existed. And so it's a good good example. You know, one of the ways that we teach it here at Close It Now is, you know, we're very permission based. You know, have them asking you for stuff. And so that process, so easy, quick tip for all you listeners, take this nugget and start using it immediately Uh, when you're there for service, um, especially service. But this is, this also what I trained at the end of the discovery section is, Oh, by the way, while I'm here, if I see anything else related to health and safety, building durability, energy savings, um, is it okay if I bring that to your attention? Or do you want me to bring that to your attention? They will always say yes. And then when you do find something, it's uh, they're, they're like, hey, w- would you like to hear? Remember, I asked you that question. Would you like to hear what I found? Now they're excited. They're like, yeah, would you find? Would you find? Otherwise, if you just out of the blue say, hey, I noticed that you need this replaced. Now they're like, oh, wait, they're just trying to make my ticket bigger. And so it becomes they're excited and asking you for it instead of feeling like you're trying to force something on them. And so that's how we uh, that's how we teach it here. Um, and it comes across yeah. so much better and they're asking for more stuff now.
2: Yeah. And there's, you know, there's just so many, there's so many industries that have been doing this too for for a while now. Like yeah. One that, one that comes to mind in particular is, is um, pest control and lawn care. Like when I worked at Mosquito Joe, like it was, it was a category killer. It was kind of like a Best Buy. Like you go to a Best Buy, that's, mm-hmm. that's a category killer. All they do is technology. Um, versus like a department store of Dillard's or something,
0: um,
2: sure. Like we just, you know, th- at first our focus was mosquitoes, ticks, and fleas, and we were constantly like buttoned up against like Orkin and Terminex and um, you know some of the uh, some of the ones that you know offer uh, the full range of of pest and rodent control. we were like rapidly mm-hmm. because they do they do rodent control, but they're also going to bundle in mosquito ticks and fleas. Um, but then we started seeing. Uh, lawn care companies doing this. So like uh, your typical like franchise lawn care company. um, Yeah, like an Emerald Lawns or something, right? Yeah, so like they're going to cut your grass, but while they're there, they're going to be like, hey, we noticed that you have this or you noticed that you have that. And we could treat that while we're here today to help prevent cockroaches and spiders from getting in your house. And so now it's like, well, why do I need one company for mosquitoes, one company for my grass, one company for my mice when I could just have this lawn care company do it all for me. Sure. Uh, and, it's, and it's just because they they were there and they're like, Hey, while we're making your lawn look good, we know this, you know, these three things mm-hmm. just finding new things to, to offer the customers.
1: Love it, man. Love it. It's, it's super powerful. And that's, and that's truly what happens with um, to kind of bring it, circle it back to, to your marketing is on a campaign, I mean, obviously you're the expert here. I've just been on the other side and used digital marketing for years and years is, you know, you don't necessarily market everything at the same time. And you have to be a little more specific, kind of like what we were saying at the beginning is, you know, for all you listeners, when you go out and if you're networking with people, you don't tell, when somebody asks you, who's your ideal client? They'll say, well, everyone, because nobody hears that. It's just white noise. You, it, it literally is like, well, that means no one. So give us an idea of what a, uh, you know, ha- how to lead the charge on, say, a specific service and a little bit of a kind of a, just kind of a, a super highlight reel of a game plan of how long should you run a specific service? And and, and for example, I uh, saw a post earlier by Victor. Uh, Victor ran query it was like, hey, all of the, top companies are right now in the mid July planning for shoulder season this fall. You know, we're talking about 60, 75, eight, 90 days out. Uh, What are you doing right now? Are you letting, are you going to be reactive then or what are we doing to plan for it? So just give us an idea of kind of what a, uh, a game plan for a year might look like for somebody.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it's going to start with planning. you have got to know your numbers. you got to come up with a plan for sure. Um, But, you know, it's, it's gotta be, like you said, specific is terrific in this stuff. And so, you know, you gotta make sure that you're limiting, if you're, if you're running offers or or promotions, you need to limit it to just one or two. Uh, we, you know, we see some people, they look like, um, like, like a, like a coupon book of some sort, (laughs) or, you know, like they're just one or two offers. So like,
1: yeah. like everything that company does has got a a coupon.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So like, like for, I'm just going to speak to HVAC and plumbing, um, you know, but for, um, you know, for your shoulder months, you might be talking a lot about um, your, your tune-ups and your maintenance, because that's going to be kind of, that's what you see a lot in the shoulder months is you see, uh, you know, it's it's maintenance time because the weather's not hot enough for AC, it's not cold enough for your heat, but it's perfect timing to come have your furnace taken a look at it. Um, just to keep the, the folks busy. And then maybe in the summertime, it's uh, in the wintertime, we you know when it's blistering hot and super cold, maybe it's an offer for a discount on a repair with same day service. Um, but it's gotta be specific, you know? And and what I love and what we really see works well for people is, like you said, everyone's my customer. And that's like my 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 biggest gripe is I'll say like, who's your ideal customer? And they'll just say homeowners. And I'm like, <laughs> no like that's nope. that's not that's not cuz like you could walk outside of your door and there's going to be 40 homes around you but they're all going to use someone different uh you need to be able to speak directly to one person and their pain points and mm-hmm. you know maybe um maybe you live in a in a city that has a million oh gosh that would be tough. Now. maybe you live in a city with 100 people <laughs> <laughs> um because i i'm not good with math right on the spot maybe your city only has a hundred people in it and you know of those 100 people um 10 of them make up 90 percent of the 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 household income so you know of, of that 100 people mm-hmm. you've got some that are lower class middle lower class middle class but you've got 10 percent. That is mm-hmm. making up 90% of, of the income. In the-
1: That's probably pretty accurate numbers for population and income spread.
2: Exactly. So if you put a message out to all 100 of them that says we are your people, well, then none of them are going to be interested in you. But mm-hmm. if you know that those those 10 people that make up 90% of the market live in um, we we'll call the neighborhood, Fancy Street, and they all know or a certain demographic of folks you can just literally your advertising could start saying hey fancy street homeowners you're not speaking yep. to that other 90 percent of people you're only speaking to that 10 percent of people but they're the ones with the money and you can say hey fancy street homeowners in your neighborhood we have noticed that there is x y and z or an opportunity mm-hmm. for this that and the other and so now you go from speaking to 100 people broadly that you know none of them are interested to you've got 10 people whose ears just just kind of perked up like a dog and said whoa that's me yeah they're talking to me um uh-huh. and so that's where it's you know we gotta before we come up with a plan we gotta know who your ideal customer is um and then from there it's just it's coming up with um you know specific offers and messaging that will resonate with that that demographic and with that that clientele base um, and, you know, it might be scary because it's a smaller pool of, of opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, and I've seen people here in Virginia Beach where I live, I've seen companies make a million dollars in one neighborhood. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just because like, like the neighborhood I live in, every single house was built in 1985. So I have seen companies that have just targeted our neighborhood and they were like, Hey, Ocean Lakes homeowners, every house is yep. built the same they've all got the same electrical panel. They've all got the same roof. They've all got the same heating and air system. Or at least they did. And every day I leave work and come home from work and I see the same trucks driving around the neighborhood. Cause they've just, got like, it.
1: Somebody, somebody has dominated the market there. there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they yeah, just I was this one neighborhood.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was coaching with somebody recently and they were saying their town ta- is in in Canada and a uh, huge shout out to Nolan and uh, his, the, Leaves like nobody in my town does in has any kind of solution for a frog. Well, he didn't even know what they didn't know what the frog was. A finished roof finished room over garage. Right? There it's all this this add-on that was done in this is a really popular um, you know, add-on in this this whole city. And there's not a single heating and air company that have the solution. So we talked through it. I was like, man, market the hell out of that. Find you a way to you have we talked through the perfect solution is like now take it to the streets if nobody's messaging it you can get so specific be like do you have this room over your garage that's always hot in the summer always cold in the winter all the other companies come out and told you there's no solution we are the solution experts for this specific situation now we've got a very targeted concept because those homeowners are like oh my god i'm tired of waking you know keeping me up and sweating at night because it's too hot right and so it's yeah. uh you know so so for all the listeners kind of take it to the streets and put put feet to that that's a specific um think about that when if there is a uh, a solution that you offer that you know no one around you is offering you know, message it message it from the from the hilltops because you know, you can own that specific market. And when you're the, the line leader, it doesn't matter who else tries to follow you and and have a solution and, and say, undercut you, you can charge more for it because you were first to market with it there too.
2: Yeah. And and you can, you can take your marketing budget and do way more damage with it in a more focused approach like that. Mm-hmm. And, so, and that, that's the thing, like people, when you want to reach a million people, with a budget of $100,000 a year, you're never going to reach anyone and you're never going to see any results. But if you take that $100,000 a year, um, what's that divided by 12? Your marketing budget is $120,000 a year. I know you're
0: good.
2: say, <laughs> $10,000 a month is your marketing budget. If that $10,000 a month in marketing is only going towards one specific person, you can hammer them. I mean, just beat the crap out of them with your message and they're going to call you. Like you said, Mm -hmm. if you have this room over your garage and it's super hot. Yeah. You, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Then this is the solution. Here's our, you know, we offering, you know, duckless mini split installs over your, in your frog room, Mm -hmm. this type of window. Um, And you take that message with your budget and you just focus on that neighborhood. Then you can do yard signs, OTT direct mail, uh, IP address, retargeting ads. You can do mm-hmm. Facebook geo ads. You can do email blasts. Like you can literally just own that neighborhood, that small little pocket of the, of the market mm-hmm. with your message. And you're going to do so much more damage with it.
1: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And, and I would even, uh, maybe even submit that don't give the solution in the, in the ad say like we have the answer. Yeah. Call us to see if that's a good, let's get us out there and see if that's a good fit for you. You know, make it, make it mysterious, make it, you know, make it curious. You know, somebody Mm -hmm. wants to be curious about, oh my gosh, I have that problem. Exactly. You described me. Um, I've got to find out what this answer is, you know, that way they're not just Googling, Googling, you know, oh, hey, he said, he already told me what the solution is. I can just Google that. You know, let's make it mysterious, you know, but open to that concept, to that idea yeah love it man well it is about time to land this plane we're uh, rocking right at an hour now it's about how long we go with these uh, these interviews it has been awesome to have you on and uh, so again let's let's uh, give a, a quick minute have you been to um, any of the profit rocket events in the past
2: um, no I have not last year's uh, profit rocket event I think overlapped with another. Um, obligation that I had. Okay. So I I haven't been able to make it. I'm super excited for this year's for sure.
1: Awesome. No worries. Well, give us a, uh, just a super quick um, last minute, um, you know, tip or actionable item that, you know, our, our listeners can, if they're individuals or uh, business owners, either way, something somebody can do like immediately and uh, yeah, let's take a minute and uh, kind of pump the, uh, pump the event a little bit.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Oh, here's, here's the, uh, my, my most recent tip that is not, um, super mainstream yet. Um, so Reddit is becoming way more popular again. Like I know Reddit's always (laughs) been kind of popular for like a very specific crowd of people who like think they know everything. Um, but (laughs) my wife's on Reddit. Don't tell her you said that. Reddit's becoming almost like its own little next door type of opportunity. So like everyone knows like next door is a great place to be in front of people. You know, next door, the different Facebook groups, um, add Reddit to your arsenal. And if you can go on Reddit and you can type in R slash like your city's name. So if you live in Raleigh, it's R slash Raleigh, R slash Cincinnati, whatever it is. And you can see people are posting questions in there, and like you can get even more specific and search within that subreddit for like HVAC, solar, or roofing, and people are asking their questions in there. So um, add that to the to the mix <clears throat> for sure, like for your your outreach and community engagement type stuff. Love it, love event, it. That is a great tip. Event, yeah, and then for you know for Victor's event, um, you know, I, I'm I don't know how long I'll be there for. Probably be there for the you know um but yeah if we um i look forward to meeting you there for sure if yeah. you're listening is is going to be there um i'm a pretty friendly fella. you could most likely find me hanging out at some type of bar in the hotel <laughs> or around the hotel so if you see me
1: you stranger it's 100% great. i love to tell this story man when i was first getting into uh, heating and air you know 15 and 16 17 years ago my first year in sales, the owner of the company, his name is Brian Winkleman. Uh, so big shout out, Brian, if you're listening, um, my mentor for a lot of years. My very first, it was an ACA convention he sent me to, handed me the company credit card and said, buy, go after the event, go to the bar and buy drinks for all the speakers and the, and ask them a question and listen, because you're going to get your biggest takeaways and tips there. And he was not wrong. Every I, I literally would like... Go re- had a notebook with me just to write down the the nuggets that I got, and, and it was amazing. You know, go back and immediately implement and see numbers change like dramatically because people are happy to share. It's so, but most people are scared to come up and just ask the questions. And so, um so everybody listening, go go to meet Eric at the bar and buy him a drink. And uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully Eric won't bad. have to buy any drinks of his own and all of you listeners, he'll give, he'll give free tips. If you buy him drinks. No, <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm not volunteering you to give away all the secrets, but, but the power of networking is real. And, uh, yeah. you know, when you meet somebody in person and you get to know them and just, you know, people just share, you know, war stories and, and swap success secrets all the time. Success leaves clues, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Love it, man. So, well, awesome. Well, thanks for
1: the Reddit tip. That is, uh, that's great. And uh, yeah, so everybody listening. uh, Well, the last, very last thing is how do they get in touch with you? You know, if they want somebody uh, at two and a half million or greater, they got their things in place. They're ready to really dump some gasoline on their fire. um, How do they find Rival Digital?
2: Yeah. Um, You know, we can be found... Ah, uh, you can just go on Google and type in Rival Digital. <laughs> uh, or you can you can just go to rivaldigital.com. dot com. Um, either is fine. You can connect with us there. We're um, we're, we're you know we're a pretty small hands on company. So if you submit a contact form on that site, I'll be the one to reach out and give you a call to set some stuff up. So don't be a stranger if you want to chat or anything like that. Just go fill out a, a form or, or just. Uh, Just say, hey, I want to to chat with Eric for a little bit. I'll send you a calendar, something We can set up some time to meet.
1: Love it, man. And everybody go like and follow their Facebook page. That's actually how I connected with Eric to start with. When I saw he was a speaker at the event, I just reached out and said, hey, be on my podcast. (laughs) And he graciously (laughs) volunteered. And so thank you so much for being our guest today. It has been uh, definitely been a pleasure. Uh, So all of you listening. Go join my Facebook group as well, uh, Close It Now. I've uh, been very consistent in branding. Anywhere you search Close It Now, you're going to find my website. It's closeitnow.net. Email me, sam at closeitnow.net. Go to to the Facebook page. You can jump on Facebook and just search Close It Now, and it will come right up. Uh, So um, there's over 1,700 members now, and it's a 100% positive support group. It's not like some of the other... You know, heating in our Facebook groups that will demolish you if you ask a question. Uh, that is not allowed in my group. That person will go to the block party. <laughs> and so, uh, so it's a great place to get some lots of tips. There's lots of high level people in there. You know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten million a year salespeople, as well as lots of uh, owners and, and managers that are just a massive wealth of info. And uh, so, go join the Facebook group. The Profit Rocket Event. I have I'm creating a pin post right now for to buy tickets to the event uh September 27, 28, 29, 2023. I'm going to be a speaker on one of the sales panels. Mr. Eric Thomas, who is our guest today, is also he has a whole session. As you heard, I'm really excited about his live podcast recording with Victor Rancor and uh, several other uh just top you know top leaders in the industry. You know, we get to learn. And, uh, you know, grab, get those nuggets that uh, will change your mindset. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I learned a long time ago, one is we don't know what we don't know. And two, the, the story we tell ourselves is most of the time the reason why we aren't or can't do it. And so if we can change that narrative in our mind, then all of a sudden we can be, you know, just achieve more and greater. So come to the event, yeah. come hang out with us. Uh, meet us in person and see what's possible in this amazing world of HVAC and the trades. And uh, Yeah, man. Any last words before we sign off?
2: No, I I think we, I think we hit on a bunch of stuff today. So I appreciate you having me on and look forward to meeting everyone at the event. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, all right, everybody sign off. Like we always do. You go out there and save the world one heat stroke at a time.
0: Podcast.